The Black and White Network presents The Credit Connection, a program sponsored by Cambridge Credit Counseling, an industry leader in providing advice and help to those who have concerns about their credit. With interest rates rapidly rising, your cost of credit is also draining your budget. This program will help you as consumers manage your credit to the best possible outcome. You will learn what's happening with interest rates, what the forecast might be for the directions of rates. You will be kept updated on the pricing of different credit products. You'll find out what credit products to stay away from and ones to use. You will learn strategies that can help you get control of your credit and keep it under control for you and your family. Cambridge Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization dedicated to provide you information and guidance so you can make the right decisions. So let's join our hosts, Dan Perkins and Gordon Oliver. Joining us today is our co-host, Gordon Oliver, who is an executive with the Cambridge credit counseling organization. And we're going to talk today about maybe not his favorite subject, but one that is, is a concern, and that is credit cards and credit card abuse. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Um, we've been doing a lot. We just, the last show we did was on student loans and how much, and there's like $1.2 trillion of student loans, yeah. but there's a hell of a lot more credit card debt than that. Absolutely. And uh, we have the Fed uh, meeting this today and tomorrow on uh, on the economic policy and the possibility of another increase in interest rates tomorrow. Anywhere, I guess, is anywhere from twenty five to one full percent. I think one one full percent is a pretty aggressive number. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised about a half or three three quarters of one percent. Yeah. So what's what's happening is that because the economy has been slow and wages are not keeping up with inflation at eight and a half, which we'll get a new number on Friday, uh, not keeping up with inflation. People are turning to their credit cards to make up the shortfall of the price increases on the goods and services they're buying. But That's that right. can't last, that can't last forever, can it? No, no. no. Um, and this is a very classic situation where um, because of the economy going in the direction it's going, it's not common for people to change their lifestyle until they really feel that they are at the bitter end where the, the income is simply just drying up so quickly. And credit cards are usually the vehicle that people will use when they don't have the money to spend with the understanding or purpose that eventually they're going to get it paid off. Most of the time, you're not getting people that are just using their credit cards irresponsibly, swiping, 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 getting in debt, getting new shoes. It isn't really that. In economic times like this, it's people are just using lines of credit as a means to get by. But a lot of times it is also because the, the principal foundation in a household is having a budget and many people don't like budgeting. They think it's controlling their money. And unfortunately, in times like this, it's the principal tool that should be used to not only have a budget for what you're spending, but also be in complete control of knowing how much you are spending on items that are variable, like gasoline, like groceries, like entertainment, like going out for dinner. So those are, those are the things that typically, when pinched, start to become something that needs to be recognized. 
You know, uh, speaking of budgets, um, uh, I, uh, I'm a registered investment advisor and I've been managing money for people and providing them advice for almost 50 years. Um, and, I, and I understand that, uh, that uh, budgets are very important. Um, and I've helped a lot of clients figure out budgets. Um, but it's, it's tough to give up those things that you had when things were good, when things aren't so good, right? That's absolutely right. And that makes the, makes the decision even harder. Can what you're going to do. Yeah. And, and on that note, the, and the problem with, and again, I don't even know they call it a strategy. It's much more of a, you know, continue the, the, the living uh, lifestyle that you're in and not suggesting that it's irresponsible. It's just what it is. Uh, a lot of financial advisors um, that do that kind of work and they're constructing a budget usually are referring clients to us when they see they've hit this pinpoint where their income is so tight, they have very little left over at the end of paying bills and buying groceries and paying for energy that they refer people to Cambridge Credit Counseling to go through credit counseling and see if a debt management plan would make sense. Because when you have nothing left over and your interest rates are 22, 25%, even if the economy goes the other way and things get better, the cost of goods go down, but still you've got this mounting debt at such high interest that still becomes difficult to pay down in a short period of time, which ends up costing the consumer a ton of money in interest to hold and revolve that balance. You know, uh, Gordon, one of the things that um, uh, about your company that, that I like is some of the services that you provide for consumers. Though the one thing that I think is especially important in credit card debt is that you work with consumers and the banks to create a, a repayment structure that could significantly reduce the interest rates and can perhaps have a... a a client out of debt, uh, maybe in four or five years. What that's I don't understand. Pardon? Go ahead. That's absolutely correct. What I don't understand, and I, I would like you to tell the audience, um, how is it that you can negotiate a bank? I mean, I think I know the answer, but I'd rather hear it from you. From twenty-five percent to eight, or less. You've actually asked my favorite question to answer that I get asked all the time. And we'll probably cover it again um, as we're working to have consumers be aware of these solutions. So a very important distinction um, that needs to be made is the banks that we work with, which is just about every credit card company that there is, have policies for 501c3 nonprofits that they offer that provide nonprofit credit counseling services. So the credit counseling service is really a deep dive with the client to go over the income and their expenses to see what got them in their situation. And some banks are very stringent about needing a full story of why they need to have their interest rate reduced through such a program. But many of them are thankful that we're offering this counseling because the consumer is reaching out saying, please help me before I go belly up and I can't pay the creditor that I owe and I get in all kinds of trouble. So the banks through the counseling process, and you know, we'll break this down a little bit, but when the consumer goes through the, the counseling, they're going through a, a, a budget, number one, because we have to see the income and the expenses, what that looks like. So people that just are shopping interest rates, 
we won't end up enrolling them on the program because that's not what this is about. This is about taking consumers and in today's economic times, the records are being broken on applications filled for new lines of credit, credit card usage. That's how people get to that mountain where it's just at the point where they can't do anything else and they're stuck. So the banks would prefer they go through credit counseling, go through a responsible way of paying their debts down. And remember, very important distinction, the bank is getting the balance that they owe back in full plus interest. It's just reduced interest rates. So less money to the bank, but the balance in full plus some interest. And in some cases, some of the creditors do 0% interest, but the average is about 8% across the, the creditors. And when we do a client profile, um, we do the budget, we pull a credit report to make sure that all of the bills that are secured, like the cars, the home, anything that they have a loan outstanding on is definitely on the budget so we don't miss something where they're actually more upside down than we thought they were. And then we take a look at the credit cards to come up with a solution through the partnerships that we have with the banks and through the, the guidelines that they give us. And we're simply not negotiating them. They give us these rates for consumers as long as they haven't done anything extraordinary, like done a $10,000 cash advance yesterday and they want to come on credit counseling. That might not work, but we try to find that out in the discovery process and come up with a plan that's viable. Do you ever, and I, I don't want to put you in jeopardy here, but do you ever suggest to a client when you review their credit card and their operations to switch to a different provider? Balance transfer? It's a, uh, you, Dan, did you eat Wheaties this morning? Because you're on, you're on point with these questions today. <laughs> it is really- I'm supposed my, to be, I'm the, I'm the co-host. Absolutely, I, again, this is a, a great, great question, right? So with a consumer, um, when they come to us, the, the counselors, so you're asking another great question, as I said, and the counseling yes. process, very important to understand what that is. The counseling process is not designed for us to be salespeople or commissioned employees to sell them onto a debt management program. The counseling session is to uncover what options and action plan can the client be sent away with, with or without them joining a program. So questions we ask a lot is, are there other creditors that you can transfer the balance to if it makes sense with the usual you know, 3% fee to pay it at a low interest rate over, over time? We go through that exercise and a lot of times then when people get to us, they've exhausted the simple opportunities, right? And one of the other questions that's frequently asked is, why can't I do this on my own? And when people ask us that, we say, well, you should try. Call your creditors and see if they'll reduce their interest. The problem is, is when you're overextended and you have five accounts at high interest rates and one account is going to reduce your interest rate for a six-month plan which they also lower the payment, it doesn't really help the overall situation. So if that consumer wants to go try that, we recommend that as being part of an action plan if that's what they wanna do. But if it's not available and those questions have already been closed down that I can't do any more balance transfers, I called my creditor, they say they won't reduce my interest rates, then it just narrows it down more and more towards a debt management plan being the right way to go for, for several reasons. Number one, we won't bring someone on if we don't think we can get their account approved for interest rate reduction. Number two, the client will pay approximately 25% out of pocket less on the monthly payment through our program because one of the benefits the creditors give are reducing the amount that they spend monthly. And lo and behold, they're a couple months behind in the accounts. If they're tight or upside down, they're not gonna have the resources to pay 
back those double payments and late fees and sometimes over the limit fees. So another benefit is we typically can get the client when they start the program for the creditors to stop those fees so they can start with pretty much a fresh start at the lower interest rates after they've made a payment or two. Do you, do you um, I'm, I think I know the answer to this question, but I, I, I wanna ask it anyway. Have you ever come across people whose credit was so bad you, you can't help them? A lot of times in the counseling process, and this is where outcomes, right? Outcomes of counseling are either the client will be sent away with advice and an action plan for them to do some things on their own to change the process. Some of which most clients or consumers don't wanna hear is, and this is a tough time to do it, so it's hard to even talk about it now, but when the interest rates were low on mortgages, maybe it's time to get out of this big house that you're in and maybe try to tighten things up a little bit into a smaller mortgage payment that will free up um, some of your income. And a lot of times there's a big attachment to homes, so people aren't usually open to that, right? So in the counseling process, if they don't have enough money to be a client on the debt management program, other options are, are you able to find a, a second job, increase your income? We drill through a lot of these things and narrow down that if the client's in that position where they are not going to make it and they can't change anything, a lot of times we'll tell them to consider talking to a, an attorney about filing for bankruptcy because while that's not the most favorable solution, it is a financial solution. It does people help people get a fresh start. It's not, you know, again, some people look at it with stigma um, that people are, you know, you know, not up and up when doing that. But unfortunately, some people's systems, uh, lives change, economies. This is not the consumer's fault per se. Um, medical issues that prevent them from being able to work a full-time job or two jobs if they were working double jobs. There's a lot of things that factor into the situation when we're working through it. And even debt settlement, while I will always on this show deter people from listening to ads that say there's a secret that your creditors don't want you to know. You can pay 50% of what you owe them. That potentially is a solution if they can't file for bankruptcy and they can't do debt management and they can't pay you know, double or triple payments. Doing debt settlement on their own is an option, but there are consequences. And why would you pay a company a ton of fees at the end when you can do it on your own? One consequence of settlement being if you settle more than a $600 debt, the uh, Internal Revenue Service typically ten, sell, sends a bill for income tax above $600 for each bill. So there's consequences to all of these things. Um, and sometimes people can't do it on their own. They can't do it through a program like this. So we have to bring to light the other opportunities that may exist to take care of the situation. Gordon, we have to take a break here. Uh, how do people get in touch with you and Cambridge? Can you pause it for a second, Dan? I know you're going to edit. I want to give your 800 number and your um, your site again. I always have it, but go it, ahead. Always. All right. Yes. So, Dan, if they want to get in touch with us here at Cambridge Credit Counseling for a counseling session, the number is 855-435-2066. That's 855 855-435- 2066 or on the internet they can go to cambridge-credit.org forward slash b as in boy w is in west dash podcast super
I'll be right back after this message. Okay. Why do Democrats hate Americans so much? When Hillary was running for president, she said half of Donald Trump's supporters were, quote, a basket of deplorables. Recently, Joe Biden, at a speech in Philadelphia, told America that half of us are semi-fascist terrorists. Under the First Amendment of the Constitution, we have the right to express our opinions. And if we disagree with the left, they don't have the right to take away our freedom of speech. Clearly, the statement by Hillary and Biden are designed to silence the conservatives in America. Many Americans find it easier to go along with the left and give up their right to disagree. What would America look like today if our founding fathers would have given in to the king and not fought for their freedom? Today we must fight to take America back. Join the new generation of patriots who believe in the Constitution. Join the new revolution in America. Fire your shot for freedom by voting on November the 8th. Help all Americans take back our country. Welcome back to the Credit Connection and our co-host Gordon Oliver and Mrs. Dan Perkins. And we're talking about credit cards and credit in, in general. Um, and we wanted to talk about budgets. I wanna tell you a quick story and our audience a quick story. Um, when uh, my aunt's husband passed away in Ohio, this is many, many years ago. Um, I was in the, I was an advisor at Merrill Lynch and uh, I said to her, um, I don't want you, I want you to pay your bills, but I don't want you to make any major purchases. And I want you to get six months to get used to Uncle Charlie being gone. And then I'll come out and we'll sit down and we'll talk about, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you what I'm looking for. And then I'll come out, sit down and we'll talk about it. So six months go by, I send her a note and I said, look, and Mary, I want you to keep track on a yellow tablet what you're spending your money on. And, and I gave her a list of things to start with that she should put down. I said, I want you to go back through your checkbook over the last six months. And I want you to write down as much as you can to fill in these blanks. So um, about three weeks later, I got the, the sheet of paper or two, and then I called her and says, I'm coming out. And uh, so I, I met her at the, her, house at the driveway and I said uh, I gave her a hug and a kiss and said it was good to see her and I said but before we get started Mary I, I need to see your refrigerator and your freezer <laughs> and she said why do you need to see my refrigerator and freezer I said I don't understand how you survived for six months and you never spent any money on food <laughs> and she said oh I didn't put anything in for food no so so I thought about that when, when you and I are talking it during the break and, and, and I, th I think it's important for you to talk to the audience and talk to them about why we need, why they need the audit, why they need to look at checkbooks and whatever they else, however they pay for things to get a sense of truly a sense of what it is they're spending because something like food could be a major item in, in, in a household's expense. If you don't have it in your budget, then you're, you're, I'm not saying your budget is worthless, but you're not realistic. So what do you, tell me what you would you think it would be a good idea for people to do to start to constructing their budget. You know, something, Dan, I've learned over time, and I'm sure you have too. This relationship with money is exactly that. And if, it's, if you don't have a good relationship with it, right then and there habits right people's habits about how they do things um 
it just seems that it's hard for people to embrace this really important task of what a business has to do. If a business is going to function properly, they have a budget and they have benchmarks and they have to meet those in order to survive and revisit them. You hear about governmental budgets and I know you might fall off your chair when I say those words, the government's budget, right? Right. but, but and there's a, a perfect example of uh, what, what could be considered somewhat abusive at times. But if you don't have a relationship, we all go to work and, and bust our tails to provide for shelter for our families. And with that income comes in. And this is the one thing that people don't particularly like to do because it's almost like a psychological block that being on a budget is gonna control you, right? It's gonna control your spending. But really when it comes down to it, when you learn the emotions in this situation, and I'm, I'm terribly sorry for your loss, of course, but this is one of those unexpected expenses, uh, uh, one of these unexpected situations when you lose a loved one, how all of a sudden you're thrust into a loss in income in most cases, if you are in a relationship. And that's not always easy to prepare for. That's why all the retirement um, preparation that you do to try to create a nest egg for yourself to survive when you're in retirement, when you lose someone's income, it's a great impact if you're not in control of the income that's coming in and what's being spent on. So I think people have a hard time um, with the exercise because it's not exactly the most exciting. And I'm kind of old school. I like to pen and paper everything where to, in today's world, we have all of these apps that are very friendly and helping you download the data and, and get the information you need without you having to pay much attention. But it's what you do with that information that's what the change would be if their people are going to benefit themselves in, in the right direction with that income and expenses. Gordon, I saw recently a statistic from the Department of Commerce that said 40% of Americans do not have the ability to cover a $400 emergency expense. I, that, doesn't doubt, that doesn't surprise me at all because many of the people that call in for us to talk to are living paycheck to paycheck and on, on thin ice. It's, it's, so that doesn't surprise me at all. And that probably, I don't, I, it would be interesting to see what that comparison was, you know, pre-pandemic in the middle of the pandemic, because I think you, you've seen it too. People did very well in the pandemic because they were forced to cut spending, being shut down, locked down, businesses being closed down, and there was stimulus money. So there, there was all the reasons why people would get help uh, to do certain things, but now the worst case scenario out of the pandemic, we get opened up again. It's right by summertime. People always overspend in summer. That's why Labor Day and New Year's are our trigger points when people really reach out because they're waking up to what's been done in the holiday spending, what's been done over the summer. Um, so we have two of those cycles now and an economy going the wrong way. That statistic, Dan, doesn't surprise me at all. So when 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 we um, when we look at that and 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 uh, if if forty percent of the people are as you say are living paycheck to paycheck and they don't have they don't have uh, uh, a significant amount of money per se um, uh, and 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 when we're talking about don't have the money to pay that means they don't have a savings they may not have a retirement account that they are living paycheck to paycheck, but they just don't have $400 that they could put together. 
and you know it's it's um, it's really difficult uh, because I think that there are probably people who are emotionally unwilling to admit that they're as bad off as they are. Yeah, and can I tell you some even more alarming statistics on top of that? Well, in sure. other statistics, it's it's in my day to day business development. Many lenders. I just met with a credit union. Um, that their underwriters are seeing people that got a loan at a competitive interest rate for equity out of their home to pay off debt. And now they're coming back again. And I probably have said this to you before, because this is part of the, the $400 um, not having that in savings, because people borrowed at a competitive rate. And this is always what happens. That's fine. As long as you pay that debt down at that lower interest rate and don't get back into debt. That's why our debt management program one of the benefits is when they, when a the person comes on with their credit cards, it's not a shutdown of their credit. They can handle accounts off the program and utilize them and pay them down. The ones on our program, because they're getting reduced interest from the banks, the banks don't want them using the accounts. With, with home loans, you pay off bills, you have a line of credit again, you reach up that line of credit, you didn't pay down this debt, now you've doubled your debt. And now income hasn't changed, the economy is going the wrong way. It's the perfect storm for problems. Secondary thing that we've seen, I do a lot of work at HR roundtables and HR uh, directors offering our services as a employee benefit because stress and debt stress in the workplace are hurt productivity, quality, morale. And um, for HR managers, employees don't typically go and say they're having troubles. What they do do is take loans out of their 401k. We've been hearing that a lot lately, that people are borrowing off their 401ks to either get by and make ends meet or to pay off debt that they may in fact run up again. Because again, if the income isn't getting better, but the expenses are still high, it's the same problem that's going to happen if people don't take a step back and don't take a time to tighten the ship. You know, this, these times that we're in is the time to tighten the ship. And unfortunately, um, you know, the, the shopping experience really needs to be needs versus wants right now. It should be needs and those needs need to be defined. And they need to be trimmed if at all possible. And even a simple exercise like planning the family meals and taking some meals and, and being able to stretch the cost of them and stretch them out over days to be able to make the money go long. Those are the kind of things that people should be doing. Those are the kind of conversations we have with people. Those are the kinds of conversations that should be ha being had at the dinner table to try to get past these difficult times. You know, it's one of the things that you mentioned, which I thought was a, a, a really good thing to mention. <clears throat> and that is that um, people, especially when they get to be my age, um, if they're lucky, have a lot of equity in their homes, uh, but are on a fixed income and really can't um, borrow money against the equity because they, they're they're not living paycheck to paycheck, but they're they're surviving. Uh, must be, and I, I'm going through that decision of selling my home because I need to live in a different place for medical reasons mm -hmm. um, uh, for me and my wife. And so the the um, inst the independent living with the ability to go to institutional care and then to memory care within the same physical. Uh, place is attractive to us because staying in this single family home with seven figures of equity 
doesn't help us. And even though we've got long-term care insurance, we still need to have care. And so that's another reason uh, that one has to look at budgets as it relates to healthcare, yep. especially if you're older and what it can mean to you if you don't. Uh, and so, it, but I think that the, my wife and I wrestled with the idea that we, uh, we were going to sell the house and move to a, a, a beautiful facility. But the idea of selling the home is, a, is something that took us a while to get over. Absolutely. And there's and an emotional gotta attachment. Got to wait for it to get sold. But, but there are a lot of people, and we can talk about mortgages at another, we will talk about mortgages in another show. Sure. But, but at different stages of our lives, we have different financial decisions we have to make. Yes. Some are easier than others. Some are more difficult selling your home, you know, and you, and you got, if you got four kids and, and uh, three wives uh, uh, or uh, three daughters-in-law and four grandchildren, and the, they can't come and stay with you in the new place because it's smaller. Um, That's, that's something you have to get over, but it, but making those decisions is very important. And, and the, the way you make them best of all, is you talk with somebody and you talk to your spouse if you have one. Um, but I'm afraid that there are a lot of people who don't just don't want to talk about it. Dan, that's the truth. And I think one of the most incredible things for me about being on this program, you know, you're doing some really great things at, on the Black and White Network to be honest and respectful. And just telling your story right there is what, you know, over time when you counsel people, you, you know, we're counseling all kinds of different age groups with different priorities and different uh, times that they're at in their life. And you're, you're nailing it on the head and you know, you want to try to be peaceful and live comfortably in retirement and, you know, economic times like this, you don't need this bad of an economy for it still to be a challenge. And the fact that you're able to share that you're thinking through those things, that's Mm -hmm. the kind of conversations we have with people all the time. Some people are open to it. Some people are not. And it all comes down to, we know money and is stressful. Um, but when it comes down to health and medical costs, I mean, that's a whole nother ball game that is not necessarily in your control to be dealt with. Okay. Let's, let's finish this segment with a discussion about, um, we talked last week about the young man who was putting film on the windows in my office who had $25,000 with the credit card debt in his first year of college. Yep. What, what do you suggest? what would you suggest to parents who have children who are getting ready to go into college and how, 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 what's the best way to counsel them about managing credit in college? Um, So, so many times we run into this where collegiate students over time, if you don't, this is the problem. This is the hard knocks world versus the book smart world, right? So even in financial literacy, that's the big, The big charge is financial literacy, and it's very important. I'm not suggesting it's not. But until you've lived in the world a little bit, um, you don't have that wisdom of of dealing with it uh, as it's tangible, right? So advice for families, the kids that are in school have to be on a budget too. And if they're not on a budget and they have a credit card and they are not responsible and don't know to be responsible, they can get themselves in all kinds of trouble because they're still young adults They're still going through their own stress of their own kind, being in school, dealing with exams. We've seen that kind of information again and again and again, where 
the credit card just means that they're going to go treat themselves because they feel stressed out. They have an exam coming up. And next thing you know, that adds up. And all of a sudden, they're facing thousands of dollars with high interest rates. And then usually it falls in the family to either work with them to help pay for it or let them be on their own and fall down and then have to rebuild from wherever that road leads. So the discussions have to be had. If you're not going to work in college, you need to be on a tight budget. If you're staying on campus, you need to eat the meals and, you know, that are provided as part of you being at the school and your family together needs to be on a budget that, that needs to be accounted for each and every month. And again, I'm telling you, that's a hard uh, exercise to go through, but it is, that is the dialogue that should be happening. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for today's session and uh, we're going to be back next week, but tell uh, our audience, Gordon, how they can uh, get in touch with you and, and Cambridge and uh, prevail of your services. Absolutely. Um, so if we have, again, the services we provide are debt counseling, credit counseling, debt management plan, student loan counseling, housing counseling, first time home buyer, reverse mortgage. The services that we have are here to help in all aspects of dealing with financial debt. And you can call 1-855-435-2066. That's 1-855-435-2066 to speak with a counselor, or you can go to cambridge-credit.org forward slash B as in boy, W as in West, dash podcast and you can either call the number on that page or you can just simply send in a web application to talk to a certified counselor thank you sir we'll see you next week dan thanks again for having me really great working with you to try to help consumers with this information thank you sir we'll Take be care. right back so were you pleased always you're awesome dan you really are just <laughs> just really great i mean just so full of knowledge and so knowing what to ask and just awesome. Very happy. It's, uh, it's, as I said to somebody, they said, uh, <laughs> it was really funny. I was, I was doing an interview on, uh, on, uh, on something esoteric. And, and he said to me after the show, he said, is there anything you don't know? I said, yes, there's lots I don't know. But I got a lot of junk up here that I, I, I restored. But you know, when you live 77 years, Hopefully you retained a lot of life experience. And that's really what we're talking about is that's life the mastery, experience. That's the wisdom, right? Yeah. Okay. Next week, I want to talk about home buying because right now we're seeing uh, activity down, mortgage rates are up, uh, prices are soft. And uh, we want to talk about what should you do? If you've, if you've been in an apartment and now you're deciding it's time to buy something, what should we do? What should we be looking for? A little bit of storytelling is okay too, right? Sure. Okay, perfect. Not a problem. That's perfect. I'll be ready. Okay. Thank you want you, to sir. do it on Monday, Dan? Uh, yeah, I will, I will send you a note and um, I will send you the names of the other shows, hopefully today or tomorrow. Okay. I'm a, I'm a little bit behind, but so we can get those phone numbers set up and um, keep going. Three o'clock on Monday? Yes. Okay, I'm putting. I'm just going to block it just so it doesn't get filled. So I don't need to. I don't need to reserve it. No, you can just send me the Zoom link whenever that's ready. Okay. All right. So I'll three o'clock. I'll put you on the invite so it's marked in your uh, tablet as well. Okay. Super. Thanks, Thank Dan. You. Thank you. Great Take working care. with you, sir. You bet. Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. Super.
I'll be right back after this mess. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website cambridgeyescredit.org forward slash bw hyphen podcast and get your house in order.